0: To another episode of that Disney Parks podcast. I am Nick, and on this episode, I'm joined by Mister D. Hello there. Uh, I'm joined also by Kate.
1: Hello. <laughs>
0: <What>? <laughs> where I... where where was that from?
1: Somewhere in the UK.
0: Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, superb. Uh, and we are also joined by our good friend Steve. Hello. Hello, Steve. Welcome back. It's been a been a thank few you. months. It has. Was it Christmas, I think, the last time we had you on? Yes, just yes. for our Christmas show. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it was the Christmas episodes, but you're right. We didn't record mm. them Christmas Day. We just released mm. them then. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, thank you very much uh, for joining us. Uh, so we're going to, you've recently come back. In fact, actually, you've had two trips since we last spoke to you. So yes. I might ask you for a bit of a comparison on that as well. Um, mm-hmm. But we've got a little bit of news. I've got a little bit of gossip, actually. So mm. this could be this could be uh, some breaking news. We'll see. I'm going to put it out as breaking news, but we'll see if it actually comes to fruition. Uh, but before we talk about news or trips or anything like that, uh, I did want to ask what everybody is, of course, drinking. So Mr. D, what are you drinking?
2: Um, I'm still um, using up that creative or well, create sounds like an enormous amount of uh, estrella so um because i think this is the last one actually oh dear. um and then I've, I've i'm gonna have to go back to uh jen and tony i think ah, what so is yes it, hey? i've got estrella for now
1: <laughs> okay what have you got uh i have a cup of tea and some water best of both Wow. Worlds.
0: Yeah, fisted on the softies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like hey,
1: you know we well, it. Still a bank holiday here in Ireland, so you
0: know. Yeah, sure take, it? take
1: it at home, hard. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> we thought it was going to be a bank holiday in the in the UK state, but uh, no, Boris is still there. Uh, Steve, no. <laughs> what, what uh, are you
1: I've drinking? I've got
0: a a JD Tennessee apple with a bit of lemonade in it. Oh, I've not tried that actually. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, very nice. Mm. It's, it's, like, it's like
3: apple. It's very nice.
0: Oh, okay. I said that sound good. Um, I've got a new beer-ish today. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a Heineken silver. Which I think just means it's unfiltered or something. Ice oh, cold?
1: Hans-Egan?
0: Heineken silver is brewed with an ice-cold lagering process at minus one Celsius for an extra refreshing taste and crisp, subtle finish, it says. Um it does not say.
1: It's vegan because oh,
0: usually if they're like unfiltered, that makes them like vegan and vegetarian
1: because
0: it's not going yeah. through the fish guts or whatever they do. That's right. Yeah, sh- uh, shig's butter or or fish butter. That's yeah. the one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There you go. So it's, it smells like a heine. Uh, uh, to be fair, it is, that is quite nice actually. I mean, if you like, is it nicer than normal vinegar? Um Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I don't know. It yeah. tastes. Um... What's the, uh, what's the strength on this? They didn't even look at that when I bought it. Uh, four. <laughs> oh, it's four percentile, so it's quite low. But, um, yeah, it tastes um, tastes very clear. I don't know how so, else to describe it than that, really, but it's nice.
1: The launch Ooh. of Heineken Silver was especially designed to appeal to Gen Z and millennial shoppers. I'm look a millennial. You,
0: I'm a millennial. Yeah, Aged 18
1: to 34-year-olds was what? the...
0: That doesn't work out. I'm I'm always thirty nine, and I'm still considered <laughs> to be a millennial. Apparently, so get your numbers right, Heineken. Um, okay, so um, I've got some news and rumors, as uh, as I mentioned earlier. So used
2: all rumors or news and
0: rumors? A little bit, a little bit of both. Okay. Um, I can't disclose my source for obvious reasons. Um, but no
1: need, no one cares
0: about a sports these days. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is true. Um, but allegedly, allegedly, um, they've been doing some filming obviously for The Mandalorian at uh, season three. Uh, season four, I think, has just been announced that they're writing it, so that that's uh positive, I suppose. But mm-hmm. one of the new episodes, apparently. Um, was actually filmed in Batu at Disneyland Resort.
1: Wow!
0: Yes. very interesting. Now, I did discuss this with my source because I said the because it, the the reason you know he found it interesting was the the uh, retconning, essentially of that land, to fit in timeline wise with the Mandalorian. I still don't know how they're going to get away with him. Because Kylo Ren's ship can't just be covered up or moved very easily. And, you know, Rise of the Resistance is a major attraction. Uh, you could probably quite easily change Millennium Falcon if you wanted to, but... Uh... You know,
1: but Nick, are we forgetting that they filmed that Tower of Terror movie in the Tower of Terror attraction, and not once did it ever show a sign, or any kind of mechanics, or anything like that. That Ooh. whole movie was a piece of resistance, and also filmed within a ride.
0: I believe, I believe, Kate, you may go down in history as the first person to ever dis- like, describe that film as a, as a piece the resistance, uh, or anything even better than uh, it's not that awful. Um, No, you're right, but the thing is, what we have also seen, um, and I think this is the last recalled, is that the Mandalorian has actually been walking around as a, a meetable character in the California version of Galaxy's Edge. But again, he doesn't fit in with the timeline of that land. So they obviously want to include the Mandalorian in it because he's obviously super popular at the moment. But how can you do it when, time-wise, it's set during Return of the Jedi, I don't and the think land they is care. set around? Well, you've got to.
1: Do they though?
0: Mm, Does Chewbacca
1: care? Does that, he care?
0: That is that is a question. Um, also, the other bit of allegedly news is that uh, Pirates of the Caribbean Six is back on. It, oh, will, it will, it uh, will, the main uh, character in that film will be uh, the redhead, who was originally earmarked to be played by Margot Robbie, but apparently now is going to be played by an actual redhead in Karen Gillian. Oh, cool! Oh, 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 oh what a turncoat! <laughs> what a turncoat! <laughs> I like oh her. <laughs> disgraceful. Um however, uh it also looks like Johnny Depp will be back uh at least on a cameo, if nothing else, uh, as doing a handover as Captain Jack Sparrow now that the uh, the court case is all said and done. So there you go. So two bits of gossip there for Pirates of the Caribbean six. Uh we will see if that's announced. I'm guessing if there is going to be an announcement, it will probably be saved for D23, because that's not a million miles away now, is it? It's only a couple of months. Yeah,
1: I don't think there's going to be much announced between now and then, surely, because obviously no, no, about no, anything, no. to do
0: with anything. Um, And did anyone see the trailer drop today for the ne- the next Disney animated film? This is space planet, or something, like, oh, yeah, some like world, strange world, strange world, strange yeah. world. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, well, you've obviously seen it, Steve. What, what did you uh, I, I, uh, it
3: looked, I don't know, it looked okay. Um, I, I there was a lot of things dropping today on Netflix, and I saw it in the longs tomorrow, um, and watched yes. it, and it, it, Yeah, it looked okay. I, I wasn't even aware of this
0: film coming out, so yeah, we'll see. A different but decent. A lot of people said the same thing. I mentioned this a few. Episodes ago that this was coming out later this year, and because there'd been no trailers or anything, everyone was like, What? Yeah. So yeah, I'm not surprised. Um I think it's I think it's a weird choice for that to be the next Disney film, considering that this trailer's gonna be, I imagine, in front of Lightyear. Yeah. Which is also a science fiction animated film, but by Pixar. Um so it's it's odd that we're getting two in the same year. I thought the beginning of the trailer looked really interesting because it was that very 1950s sci-fi, you know, big bold letters, black and white, uh, grainy film, um, and then it turned into a traditional Disney animated uh, thing. So, uh, jury was out for me. Um, We'll see. But I, I didn't... When I saw the trailer for Encanto last year, I thought, oh, that looks good. But with this, I was like, eh, hey, it could be okay." I don't yeah. know. Is, is is this Disney Plus or is it a cinema uh, release? No, this is, this is earmarked to be a cinema release, right?
3: right.
0: Um, unless the monkeypox takes over or something like that, then it should be coming out uh, for Thanksgiving. Be the, the Thanksgiving yeah. release that we normally get uh, from Disney. Um, so yeah. Um, Mister D, was there anything that uh, you wanted to discuss?
2: uh there's not a huge amount of news i don't think that we that we haven't discussed previously but um, uh there's there's obviously something going on at blizzard beach because there's cranes and construction permits there but it's kind of unclear whether that's just maintenance although it looks like judging by the size of the crane pretty significant maintenance or um or whether it's something new that's coming so Something's
0: going on. Well, there's um, not been anything put there for decades, has there? Like no new slides no. or anything.
2: No. no, no. It was always the one that that actually had some pretty good slides. Really, it was Typhoon Lagoon that that needed and got uh, the extra the extra slides with Crush and Gusher and and things like that. Mm. Uh, so yeah, if it is a new slide or a new raid or whatever, then then yeah, so. It's kind of long overdue, but uh, we'll see. I guess. Hmm. But yeah, other than that, for Walt Disney World, um, I think we previously covered.
0: Yeah, I didn't think that was going to be. I didn't think that was going to be, I gonna be mm-hmm. much, but I, th- I, I, wanted to just ask, just in case. Uh, yeah. And the same to you, Kate. Was there anything that you saw that needed discussion, or
1: no? Just like... came here to bitch about Disney unprepared. <laughs> just. just... That's it. Personal topics at me and I'll be angry sometimes, about it. Sometimes
0: <laughs> sometimes sometimes all you need. Um so Steve, I'm gonna come yeah. over to you. Um yeah. you as I said, since we last uh recorded together, you've been on two trips uh, to two different blocks. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you went to Disneyland for your 40th birthday, was it? I wish it was. It <laughs> just took ten years off me. Yeah, 50th. <laughs> Yeah, I wanted to be kind. Um, wanted to be kind.
3: Yes, yeah, yeah. It would be fiftieth. <laughs> uh, it was a rearranged trip because we were meant to be going elsewhere, and because of COVID, that got cancelled. So we ended up, um, yeah, rushing a trip, booking a trip to um, to LA, and we did uh, it was two or three nights at Universal, and then we did I think seven nights down at, uh, at Disneyland as well. So yeah, it was good, very good, but different. Now-
0: I know. I know. People on this podcast are thinking about doing uh, a trip to that side of the world uh, mm. in the future. So, but but one of the one of the things that I I kind of know myself um, is that unlike when you go to Orlando, you know, Universal isn't exactly near to to Disney. So, how did you find no. going from Universal to Disneyland? It was okay. We went to Universal first. Um
3: got a, a transfer from the airport to Universal and then once we'd spent the third or fourth day in Universal, just jumped in an Uber. Um wasn't necessarily cheap, but it was a oh, it's quite quite a trip. It's about, about 35 miles, in I think, or something like that. Um and quite a bit of traffic. So it probably took me about probably nearly an hour and a half to get across to the to Disneyland. But yeah, it was fairly simple, just forwarding it. Well, yeah, I went for an uber and and, and went across and it was fine straight to the hotel um you know it's not as cheap you know previously we'd actually um the last time I went there we did transfers and things and we got things quite cheap but nowadays when you can't share minibuses buses and things everything's gone up in price so just simply just to jump in an uber or a lift or something and it was it was fine
0: i, I had just i mean the thing is i, I know these things vary you know, by time, mm. by time of year, and all that. Yeah. But What What are you currently? You know, what was you roughly looking at for a trip in an Uber from one to the other?
3: Uh, I think it was about sixty dollars. Okay. Around that sort of thing. Yeah. But, but yeah, about fifty quid. 45, I 50 quid. So
1: I was so scared you were going to be like two hundred and fifty dollars plus it wasn't that bad actually.
0: It wasn't <laughs> for, that bad, not for thirty-five miles. Jesus. No. Um, oh, yeah. But I, I think the thing is as well is that you, when you when you because you mentioned like minibuses and stuff like that, when you get an Uber, uh, in that way, it's almost like having a private car hire. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. In a way, yeah. almost like a chauffeur service. I know I, I know Uber's not always that glamorous. <laughs> but uh yeah. d- d- do you know what I mean? I think for for the difference in price, it's probably worthwhile doing it, really.
3: Yeah, yeah, it was it was straightforward. Yeah, it was it was good actually. And um door to door, you can't complain. Um drive was a bit erratic, but other than that it was good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, it's, the, it's, it's the chance you take right you never yeah. you never know yeah. you never know um yeah. so when you went to and you went to disneyland i want to it was january wasn't it
3: yes the yeah in january
0: yeah so um i mean obviously they they've changed i should also say nick
3: it was it wasn't just my 50th it was also our 20th wedding anniversary so i should say that as well actually Ah, oh, just my 50 congrats, so well done
0: go. thank you how lovely
3: yeah. so a bit of both yeah yeah
0: so, yeah. I'm glad. I'm sure if Jane listens back to this later on, she would uh, she'd kick up if you didn't mention it. So it's good that you did. Yes, That's the yeah. husbandly thing to do. Um, yeah. So obviously, since you've last been there, um, they have also implemented uh, you know a different system to how they were distributing fast passes uh, previously, which was uh, max yeah. pass, wasn't it? Um, yeah. So how did you find uh, Genie Plus? Um. Oh, and I mean, we're going to talk about your your more recent trip shortly. Yeah. So, but you've already we we've already had you on. You've already talked about your Disney uh, your Genie Plus experience when you went last year to Orlando. So, how, yes. did, yeah. how did this compare with you know your initial thoughts on using it at Disney World?
3: In in Disneyland, no, I might be wrong here, but I don't know if Genie Plus had actually come into being used when we were there. I don't think it had or If it had, it was so quiet when we were there. Um, generally, you, you, you didn't need it. Um, you know, as long as we went into both parks, it was five-day passes for both parks. And because of that, we were in... Um, we, you know, at Book Your Park, you were going to be in um, a bit like um, in, in Disney World, if I remember rightly. So we, we booked in, I think, Disneyland for three days and... and um, for adventure for the two days, but obviously you could um, you could park hop um, later on anywhere. So we simply just hit the parks early on, um, you know, went straight to the headline attractions, Rise of Resistance, um, you know, which was nowhere near as bad as Disney World anyway. You, know, you weren't getting your two-hour wish at Disney World. You were talking maybe 45 minutes a lot of the time when we were there. So it wasn't too bad. Yeah. Radi- um, radiator, springs, races. Uh, again, um, we, we went there early on um in, in the day and it was maybe a, a 20 minute or 30 minute way to get on then. It got a lot bigger later on, and we utilized the um single rider. Um you know, we must have rode that four or five times, just wow. go back on the single rider and, and you could get on there within generally five minutes, um, you know, maximum, you know, and, and what like my like test track. On many occasions, we'll, we'll go on the single rider, but we'll end up with the same kind of you know, in front of each other. Yeah. So it, it was... That, that's that's one thing we would use all the time. Other than that, again, we rode we, the new Guardians of the Galaxy, the um, former Tower of Terror. We are in that handful of times, and again, didn't wait more than about 25, 30 minutes. So I think overall, our experience at Disneyland was that that time of year, it might be different from other times of year, but the queues weren't particularly bad, and they weren't bad enough that would have warranted me to to spend more money on, on paying extra front-of-line pass for Genie Plus or, you know, what was Max Pass? just didn't seem worth it when we were over there. It was, you know, two parks, five days. You've got plenty of time to go back and write things. That meant was a bit too long the to queue. Um, so in that way, it was excellent. You know, it was a great time. wrote everything multiple times. I wanted to, um, and loved it. Yeah, it was great. It was a breath of fresh air from Disney World in some respects.
0: I think I've heard that from people before that, you know, if you go at the, well, I think Mr. D, you've said this before, that Disney World now doesn't really seem to have any downtime. You know, traditionally there used to be times in the year where it would be pretty quiet, where, you know, not having an abundance of fast passes wasn't too much of a problem. But it does seem to be that, you know, nowadays it's, busy you know almost 365 days of the year um yeah but california so i
2: think that the that the downtime the low times aren't as low as they used to be
0: yeah and
2: and obviously from what i'm seeing and hearing and reading you know covid has has made that even more true that you know there there are fewer quiet times or no quiet times but but even the, even what used to be a quiet time isn't isn't that quiet now. It's still pretty busy with quite long wait times.
0: And I think that's that's probably as well because, you know, Disneyland is is still kind of, and will probably always be a locals park. You know, yeah. you don't have the abundance of guests. I mean, yes, I mean obviously you went, and I know other people that have gone that are international yeah. guests. But generally speaking. The the makeup of people that go to Disneyland is far higher skewed on locals um, than it is uh, at Disney World. Yeah. To quote Jim Hill, well, <laughs> you know, they
2: seem to be they seem to be definitely trying to target out of state out of state mm. visitors, and you know, Chapek's gone on record as saying out of state visitors spend more money when they when they do come to mm. Disneyland. Yeah. And so, you know, one of the things that that is kind of somewhat new news is, you know, they've suspended the Magic Key or the annual pass program at Disneyland. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, and that they they're definitely, you know, they're definitely conflicted about having that steady revenue stream from annual pass holders versus the annual pass holders, you know, coming to the park and maybe not spending as much because they're not staying in hotels or uh, you know, they're maybe eating in the restaurants as much as a as an out of state or an international mm. guest. So they seem to be a bit conflicted there. They they want as usual, you know, they want their cake and eat it. Yeah. I yeah.
0: um yeah, I think until until they actually come up with a plan, I, I just don't see it happening. And what I mean by that is I remember we looked at going to Disneyland probably about 10 years ago now, maybe. And, you know, when you went into travel agents and you said you wanted to go to Disney, the first thing they'd bring out was a Walt Disney World brochure, not even Disneyland Paris. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because that's that's how it's conditioned to be. And because, I mean, there's probably, well, I don't know, there might be less direct flights, I don't know. This, I mean, you know, they, you get flights to LA every day, so it's, it's obviously a popular destination for people to still go to. But it does feel that all the advertising and all the commercials, you know, you never see any commercials for Disneyland on TV. It's always Disney World or Disneyland Paris. And so yes. I think until they start actually promoting it as such, and I mean, look, you know to some people, one of those or both of those parts are Disney parks.
2: They did you know. push California as a state quite heavily though.
0: Yes, they do. A, as, a,
2: as a place to visit. And, yeah. and that's the thing, I think, that if you, go to, if you go to, it's more about going to California than it is just to go to Disneyland, because Disneyland is obviously a much smaller resort than, than Walt Disney World, and everything is more spread out. You know, if you visit California, mm-hmm. you've got You've got San Diego, you've got San Francisco, you've got Yosemite, you you know, there's there's literally hundreds and hundreds of miles between those. So yeah. it's a different kind of holiday,
0: I think. But also as yeah. well, when you're booking a trip to Orlando, what they've always tried to do, and I mean, I know with the dining plan uh changes and it's a little bit different, but you know, it was always seen as you're going there for two weeks and you're gonna be in Disney for two weeks. And you could yeah. stay on property for for two weeks mm-hmm. if you didn't want to venture outside, yeah. because there is so much to see and do. If you're going to California, like you say, or if you you know you want to go to Disneyland, you're not going there for two weeks. No, you know you're yeah, not going there for a week
1: in disneyland as well i think it's more difficult for them to push it to international guests because like what when we went to disney world for two weeks we could get it for what three grand three and a half grand i'm looking at disneyland for a week and a half for the full of it looked it on property and it was ten and a half grand and like they can't i don't think they because they have such few options for on-site hotels. I don't think they have the proximity to like push it as much as they do for Disney World, because they're yeah. like, oh yeah, come to Disneyland, but stay at the Hilton. Um, that's yeah. not really associated with us all that much. Um, well, yeah, but <laughs> it
2: is a different it is a different yeah. dynamic, okay? Because you know, I mean, I, I don't know where you stayed, Steve, but we've stayed on and and off property yeah. at Disneyland, and the fir- the very first park I went to was Disneyland back in ninety two and we stayed in a motel i think it was even a motel six. so i mean it was like twenty dollars a night and we opened our room door in the morning and across literally across the road was the disneyland car park now that was pre-disney springs and all of that but but there are a lot of hotels around hmm. disneyland oh no yeah yeah
1: for sure, you know? for sure, for sure yeah, so yeah, yeah. you
2: don't you don't need to stay on property and, and no but i think it's more that disney
1: wants your money directly and it's oh, more difficult yeah. for them to get that in disneyland because they it have it less is. option to stay and hmm. also it's more expensive so it they'd rather it. you go to disney Worlds where they have the proximity and they have the budget hotels where they're like yes give us all your money straight into our hands thank you yes. <laughs> Yeah. That, we, like, if you're going to go, we,
3: go there. <laughs> yeah. We stayed in the uh, Marriott, which is the convention centre. There's loads of hotels at the convention centre. Yeah. And it's one of these good neighbour hotels where you get, you still book it through Disney. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you get the ticket ticket off the North as well. So, uh, yeah. yeah. We we looked at the ones on site and um it was last minute sort of thing. And, and it was just... Yeah, a bit too expensive, really, um, for what we were looking at for a last-minute thing. And it was, yeah, yeah as you say, Kate, thousands and thousands, whereas what, of what we got what we got was pretty deep. We sit the Sheraton at Universal, which is pretty good value, and, and the Marriott. And, yeah, but, but you're, Nick, you're right. It, I think the reason put, it's put it's very different. It feels a lot further, even though it's only the side of America. It does feel a lot further on the flight and the jet lag. And because there's only two parks at Disney, you have to do other things. You know, so yeah, this time we went for ten days. Last time we went there we went for fourteen days, but we did San Francisco and Las Vegas. I and I think if yeah. you're gonna go there from this country, mm. it needs to be part of some sort of multi multi city sort of trip just to try and see a few things. Just, you can't spend That's two right. weeks no, early in there, uh, Disneyland. Yeah.
1: No. Well you
0: can, but you'd be you'd be bloody bored <laughs> for two weeks. So, That's it. I mean it's so there hmm. is so much to see and do in that state, it's a huge state. But like yeah. you say, you that that's a the difference. They can sell Disney World as being a two week, all inclusive yeah. vacation. You can't sell Disneyland no. as, as the same thing. Um and no. you know, even if they did, even if they said like, you know, a seven day trip, you're flying yeah. what, eleven hours? Ten and a half yeah, hours, eleven, 11 hours? hours. Yeah, yeah, ten, hours. Yeah,
3: ten, ten half hours,
0: yeah. yeah. And then you've got your eight hours uh high end rather than your five and although it's only three hours difference it makes a huge amount of difference i found when yeah. i went to Coming back
3: especially yeah yeah yeah
0: oh it's the worst jet lag i've I'd ever had um yeah. so i think you know those are reasons why they they are, are not saying reluctant to, but i think unless they're, they're building something else unless there was something else to kind of keep you there i th- i think you're right Missy. i think it is more this is a st- this is a stop during your uh, trip to California, rather yeah. than come to yeah, Disneyland, yeah. it's great. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but um, while you would, with... oh, sorry, Steve. So go on, Nick. I was just
3: saying, other thing about um, lines and queues. I, was, I forgot to say the only one that had big queues all the time actually coming around was the uh, the new Spider-Man ride, that Web slings. Yeah, that's the only one that had. We rode it. On... We only actually went that once in the entire trip. Um, and I think we waited about forty-five minutes to get on that. And after that, it was it was several, you know, an hour and a half, something. Sort of and it, after the first ride, it just wasn't worth it. I, I wasn't that blown away by it to wait in a queue or pay for pay to ride that again. It was um, it was Toy Story Mania but flicking your wrist rather than you know pulling a gun or something. That wasn't yeah. So that was the only one that had big queues all the time. That maybe as if Genie Plus was there or Lightning Lane. And you're into that sort of thing, then that'd be worth using for that one, I imagine.
0: Yeah, it's um, it's interesting because I've, I mean, obviously that that ride will be opening in Paris in mm. uh, just over a month's time, and yeah. uh, I'm excited because it's Marvel stuff and they're retheming the whole area, and that's great. But I've done the, uh, I, I haven't done Web Slingers, obviously, but I've done the Ninjago ride at legoland yeah. which is based on the same technology and like you say it's it's good but it's not yeah. it's not something that's worth queuing up for a nah. long a long time and that will have huge queues when it first opens of course it will do and it replaces armageddon which uh you know obviously had the opposite effect on guests uh, you can never get run <laughs> into it um so it will be good, but yeah, I I'm not you know my expect my expectations for it are pretty pretty low, and I I hate this gimmick yeah. thing, and, and Paris is obviously getting it as well. Where you know if you buy the buy the extra special yeah. gauntlets, the special uh, web yeah. uh, web shooters, you get additional yeah. uh, extras on the on the attraction stuff. I think it's uh, yeah. I think it's pretty poor, but uh,
3: yeah, I thought the actual yeah. Spider Man show was better than the ride. You know where they have the robotic Spider Man that flies across the um the top of the building that that was that was fantastic seeing that that, that was better than the ride i thought yeah um, it looks... i'd love to
0: see is, is that coming to paris um it's it's not known exactly right. like it was heavily rumoured it was um but i can't say in the in the photos that i've they put they mm. put out a lot of the publicity stuff for it and yeah. uh, there's things with with Black Panther and the... I, I can never remember what the um, the army's called, but the army, army and Black Panther are going to be uh, doing kind of like a show. Mm. Um, yeah. And they've highlighted some of the other meet and greets that will be around in the park. But uh, that's, that's unclear. I'd be surprised if they didn't, because right. you would have thought that they'd design a building to allow that to happen, but... Yeah, I don't know. We but it's we
1: also Disneyland Paris. Don't forget that name.
0: That is also that is also a never another very very good and valid uh, point. Disneyland
1: Paris is its own caveat.
0: Exactly. <laughs> I mean, to to be quite frank, Kate, if we get, uh, and I know I know this is asking a lot, but you know, if we got the characters that Disneyland got. Um, for like the Disney Plus series, as they will work, you know, well, as they're being shown. Absolutely
1: not, yeah. Nick. What no, are I you look, I know, I know,
0: look, I know. That's asking for the world. <laughs> no, but that's i had won that more than a lot of the things that we're actually going to end up getting. So, yeah. you know, it's it, it's yeah. it's that. Um, while you were there, Steve, um, yes, had Haunted Mansion uh, converted back to Haunted Mansion. Yeah, yeah, a week
3: before we got there, that's uh, one. I think it was. I think it, um, it reopened a couple of days before we got there, um, and it, it just gone through the, the two or three week downtimes before we got there to convert it back, which gutted, because that's twice I've been and not seen it, obviously, I think it went May the first time and then January, so that's the one thing I'd love to see. I mean, you do get to see the hat box, hat box ghost, which is great, but seeing it done for Christmas would have been, at Halloween Christmas would have been fantastic, but... Yeah. it's a reason to go back i guess I suppose at some point
0: that's that's it i mean when i whenever i do go it will be time to make sure that i'm mm. i'm going to be there while that is definitely still yeah. uh still on um so that was january uh and then mm. more recently uh well a few weeks ago actually wasn't it you uh you yeah, moved yeah over to the world
3: we did yeah, another delayed trip from covid i think it was and we did uh again we did four nights in Aventura at Universal and then with our DVC we stayed in Bairlick Tower for ten nights um, nice. which was good. Never never stayed there before. It's mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah it your good. home resort Steve. No, home, a- we've got two home resorts. We've got Animal Kingdom Lodge and Old Key West. Okay, um, and We've tried to work around the different ones whenever we can. Yeah. And we've done Obviously, them two Saratoga um, Boardwalk. I'm sure there's others, but and that was the latest one to to try, and yeah, it was good.
2: Um, so you were able to get that okay at seven months at the seven month mark.
3: We yeah, we we did actually. I, I was surprised that we got it for. I think we we. I'm on there at eight o'clock in the morning what the time, and it's when when they become available on the seven month mark um, mm. to, to get it. Uh, and we were after the uh we've got a one bed, not a one bed, sorry, a, a studio um with a lake view. So right. we were actually facing out of our balcony, you could see the lake, um, and you can see the contemporary resort on your right hand side. And in the distance, you could see Epcot um Spaceship Earth and things. So it was it was great, you could see the fireworks from over there. Mm-hmm. Um you, you didn't get the Magic Kingdom fireworks, obviously, because that's from the other side. Yeah. But you simply walk downstairs to the, uh, the little brink, the bridge link across the contemporary and you can stand there and watch them every night you want to. And mm-hmm. it's great. It's it's not as well themed as Animal Kingdom Lodge in these places. It, it is, it's the big um a big skyscraper hotel, I guess. Um mm-hmm. sort of the theming uh, and, and, the, and the the pools the pool's decent. Um but the rooms were nice. The rooms were I think some of the best studios I've been in. Just mm-hmm. um well, Well planned, Um, having a separate sort of kitchen um, to your sort of bedroom living area, which was nice, and a separate bathroom. So, but they were good. And, you know, it's the first time we stayed on the monorail loop, so it was good just to walk to Magic Kingdom um, and and jump on the monorail and go to Epcot, which was great as well. So, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd do it again, definitely do it again.
0: Yeah, so it's great. Yeah. So uh, you mentioned Aventura. I know this is a Disney podcast, but it's a hotel that I know fairly well. Uh, Was Mm. that your first stay?
3: First at Aventura, yeah. We've done – it was an endless summer. um, The budget one before. We've done uh, Cabanas, Hard Rock, this this one, and next year we're going – I'll say this year we're going to Royal Pacific when we go back later on. Um, But Aventura was, was good. I liked it. it. It was, you know, it's a bit like Bear Lake Tower. It's just a big, um, in some ways, it's probably a big sterile hotel, tower hotel. But it was okay, and it's very handy for the theme park. It's a nice walkway to get to the theme park. Um, and blown away by the robots in the in the, um, in the elevators. Got in the elevator the robot taking someone to some room. That, that was just like, <laughs> take <like> the future.
0: <laughs> oh, we got. Um, what do we get? I think I think we requested some more towels or something, right? I don't remember it might have been towels or toilet rolls, or something like that. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's very weird. You know, they say it's you know, you know they'll bring them up and then this robot yeah. appears at your door and comes yeah. in and <laughs> opens up his hat so You can take out the goodies and then off it pops again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> brilliant. So, um, but yeah, it was good. It was nice. You know, it was. You know, it's a nice, it's a decent
3: hotel, and again, um, staying on Universal property, getting getting early access to the parks, etc., to get on high grid and Velocicoaster, you know, it, it's worse than hotels just to do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I preferred Cabana um, mm. for, for the theming. Um yeah. But there was absolutely nothing wrong with the, the rooms in, in Aventura. I just found it very um, clinical. Like it was yeah. very yeah. modern and sleek. And again, you know, if you like that, that's great. But I just prefer yeah. the more kind of, you know, fun vibe yeah. that Cabana lit it. I'd, yeah. allitted, I'd like know.
3: to turn the TV on or the lights off without having to, you know, navigate to an iPad. Yes.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. but, um, technology for technology's sake. Yeah, it was eh, good. It's probably more hygienic, I suppose. But Probably, uh, yeah. 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 Um, so I know while you were there, they were also doing uh, previews of uh, Cosmic Rewind. The mm. Guardians of the Galaxy uh, attraction, and I believe was it open to DVC members. It was,
3: yeah, it was did it, um, annual pass and then DVC, and, and we nabbed the DVC one, um,
0: on our second week. Nice, yeah. So, um, what did you think? Because I mean, it's it's now it's not been open long, but it is now open, uh, publicly, is, yeah. so there are videos and stuff if you want to go and check that mm. out. Um, but, but what did you think?
3: Uh, I don't think the videos will do it justice because I mean, it's been quite dark in there. You, you won't really understand what's going on. Um, I thought it was great. I thought it was a, a really, really good addition to the park. A park that does need some extra rides. Um, yeah. And, yeah, it, it's a good roller coaster. It's not a an extreme roller coaster. It's not a like Anyway, it's not even rock and roller coaster in terms of um the, the sort of the effects on you, but I do understand that a lot of people are coming off there and feeling queasy because of the spinning motion um mm. of the of the cars. didn't feel that we, we, we rode it twice in a row um we, we we got in there at our time and then when we came back out it, it, it seemed clear you could just walk back around. even at a, a specific time and go you could just walk around and round and round and keep going on it. so we did it a couple of times. Uh, well actually the second time we actually broke down as we were getting off so we, we didn't try to get back on cuz the, the queues were building up then hmm. but i thought it was a um it's not riser resistance so you know don't people expect it to be the that the marvel that that is when that works um <laughs> but it is a it's got a, a a really good queue um it has a really the queue has a real Epcot feel to it um you know and and it it varies. I guess there's a lot of videos of the, the guardians as you're going through the queue, being interviewed and discussing it, and different things, which are quite fun. Uh, a couple of little pre-shows, um, with a, you know this the second one particularly is is really impressive. Um, when when the um when the lights go dark and it, it comes back on, I won't give it all away, but that, that was really good. Uh, and then the ride itself, you know, it was a a good ride. It's a long ride. It's definitely it must be two or three minutes long. Um, and yeah I I found it really good I knew exactly what was going on I had a few people saying they didn't really know what was going on I think it was Len Terster saying he wrote it and he couldn't understand the story about what was going because he couldn't hear it properly no problems out me and Jane fully understood what was going on fighting this um, celestial being on the screens uh, either side of the roller coaster and things so yeah great ride I definitely encourage everyone to have a go on it if you're a bit you know, if you're not into roller coasters, be a bit wary. But I, I, I don't think it's that extreme it to put people off. Um, it's well thrilling than the big Thunder Mountain, but it's definitely not a rock and roller coaster. Um, but also, it'd be very popular for quite some time, I imagine.
0: Yeah, I, um, I, do, how does it compare to? Because the only other uh, attraction I can really kind of compare it to in any way because of the ride mechanism is is Crush's Coaster. <clears throat> So is it like a, a more tame version of that?
3: I've not with Cusher's Corsa for about 12 years. I haven't been at Disneyland Paris for about 12 years. Um, so I barely remember that that ride, to be honest. Um, I, I mean, so it would be hard for me to compare.
0: Yeah, that, I mean, to be fair, it's, I mean, obviously it doesn't have like, it's got like a couple of screens. It's not really the, the main thing mm. of it. But um, I, I'd yeah. say it's, it's more like the mummy in track layout. Um, right. It's got some quite high banks, but it does obviously that the ride vehicle kind of turns yeah. and you go. But um, I don't think, from what I've seen of Guardians, I don't think it even has anything quite as uh, extreme as as that in terms of no. You know, there's it's no, there's no rollovers or anything like that. Is there? No,
3: it's more story. Uh, it has a, like a, a fast um, shoot backwards to start with and then you twist them. It's more about follow- the, the screens the size of the building basically be absolutely huge. Mm. And it's, 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 it's not, there's no, there's nothing even coming close to any sort of inversion or anything like that. All. It, it's simply just a, a twisty, turning, pretty fast ride. Um, I think the bits that maybe get people feeling a bit ill maybe are towards the end of the ride you do some quite tight turns. Um, one uh, sort of going around a the moon and another one going around the earth thing towards the end of it. So quite you know quite a circular, quite quick turn on there, tight turns. That's the only bit that maybe's is getting people because as you're going around them, your your vehicle twists in um to face um the, the moon and the earth. So you're going around quite quickly. So that might be the only bit that's getting people to feel a little bit queasy but it it's it's not too extreme from my point of view. I think it's a, a real middle of the road um for families really, and I think I think young younger children probably getting you the only ten, eleven year old will be absolutely fine with it and probably love it.
0: And it and I suppose in that regard, that type of ride probably fits better into Epcot because yeah. again, it, it's not really got any you know, like I love Test Track but you can't really call it an extreme uh ride no. compared to like a no. rock and roller coaster or anything. So it probably fits in quite well.
3: Yeah, yeah, I think it definitely needs something. I mean, you're looking at a Test Track's a great rides. It was better before, I thought, before we've seen it. But, um, you know, Mission Space is a bit... You know, if I was, what, 15, 18-year-old, I a bit past it. So it definitely needs something in there. And I think that, yeah, know, people will argue that it's, it doesn't fit in Epcot. Some people say it doesn't fit in cut. Fair enough. In some cases, you know, I love the history of Disney, but in other words, I like to see the good rides and... You know, well-themed rides, and you know, I don't think we can complain. They've, they've, they've delivered what I think is a is a good, a good, solid ride. You know, it's not quite a rise of distance, but it it it's up there. I think yeah. it's a one of the better roller coasters mm. in the area. Not, not as good as coaster though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're
0: going to have to recording Universal at some point, aren't we? Yeah. Um, front row velocross
3: is is is
0: is, humble. is, is brilliant. Yeah, you got
3: you got worth the front, you got worth the front row of it. And it, normally it's only about Couple I of minutes mean, wait for front row. Definitely
2: worth
3: it. Did you get it. to ride Hagrids? Or we Big did. What, so we between did.
2: Velocicoaster and Hagrids.
3: Oh man, they're so different. <laughs> mm.
1: Yeah, it's one so makes you? Because huge and one makes you have a nice time?
3: Yeah, <laughs> no, no, we're no. both, both fine. Kate's um, a
0: wimp, though. I mean. I mean,
3: come on, Kate. I'm a 50 and I'm riding Velocicoaster and I'm fine. It, 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 for, it's it's honestly, better man than it's, me. It's better, at the, it's better at the front. At the front, I think I it's was at better anywhere. All right, fair enough. Um, <laughs> it's hard to say. I think, on balance, if you go with theme and Hagrid's probably just nips it a bit, and that's probably why yeah. it's got the bigger queues, obviously, because the younger families are riding it, and the, yeah. the ride mechanism being, you know, gripping all of a it's motorbike, horrible. and yeah. it. But it, it is absolutely fantastic. I love yeah. Um and but Velocross is, is just an all-out thrill roller coaster. Um, I think is the uh, the best one I've ridden over there. Um, we'll see what comes with SeaWorld because SeaWorld have announced a new one this week as well, haven't they? New roller coaster. It's uh,
0: it's becoming the the home of roller coasters. I think I, I yeah. think it's I think it's good for, for for SeaWorld really because obviously they've had to move more weight. Rebrand. <laughs> Yeah, they've, well, they've had to move away from the origins of the park, right? You know, it was a, yeah. you know, it was a kind of aquatic zoo, come, yeah. you know, small theme park, and now they've had to cut back on that. So what do you do instead, you add bigger yeah. and better roller coasters. So I think it's, it's, yeah. and I think it's going to find its niche because it can afford to do more extreme things than. Universal or Disney and also you know with Universal you know with Velocico so they're pushing the envelope a little bit because obviously Jurassic Park Jurassic World is a franchise that's loved by you know kids and other adults so you need to be careful when you're building those attractions not to make the you know not to alienate an entire group of uh, the fan base that would want to ride it and are too scared to SeaWorld don't yeah. have that problem they can just do whatever they want because they don't have to yeah. worry about you know ride to ride there so yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly so. Interesting. Um, yeah. so we are gonna yeah. uh, record another episode uh, probably later this week where we've already kind of mentioned about doing a, a Genie Plus World uh, round table uh, but Mr. D did you want to um, ask Steve about his experience on this trip
2: yeah, I was just curious, Steve. You know, did you yeah. did you use Genie Plus And what were your kind of key observations or key thoughts about it?
3: Um, we didn't use it um this time. I think I think sometimes we go for quite a long time. Um, and, and obviously someone who's been quite a few times, um, I do begrudge pin more money um to ride rides. I've generally ridden before. Um and and I will sometimes skip rides if, if they are too long away. Um but it was clearly being used by a hell of a lot of people, um, You know, it, it's which is probably why they are looking at making some changes to the system now and, and making you um, book it on, on the day of all, um, rather than um, booking it before you go on your, on your holiday vacation. Um, but, but there's a few observations I had of it. Um, one is that I've, when we were there, there's a lot of people walking around, heads in the phones, as mm. as you do nowadays, looking at Genie, Genie Plus, et mm. And the amount of times um, you hear someone on Genie Plus at 10 o'clock in the morning saying, well, I can get Haunted Mansion at seven o'clock. Mm. That's a common thing I heard around the... It was always, you know, I'm, I'm sure you probably get the lesser attractions... Um, you, know, you know, throughout the day, if you want to go and ride, um, mm. you know, the land, um, you know, uh, which is a great ride, or, or just things like you know, the the, the, the simpler rides. Mm. But if you want to go on Big Thunder Mountain or Hot Mansion or, or Space Mountain these things, it does seem like because c- they are popular and people can stack them after a couple of hours, that after a couple of hours, that the 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 next chance to ride those rides is going to be well into the afternoon, if if not sometimes into the evening. And and that mm. was one thing. Um, that that I really noticed when I was over this time. Yeah. Um, the other big thing I think which has happened, the, the whole Genie Plus, um, that's come in. What I, for us the biggest impact it's had is this is two is two for me. Those that have got Genie Plus want to be in the parks early on um, because they want to get the the, the money's worth out of um, out of, out of the the $15 a day they're paying for, for that for that function. Mm. So that reason they're, they're there almost at, at rope drop to get that first, they've got the first, the first um lightning lane ready. And then they get in there, then, then they try to do the next one. So what we found was um park opening is a lot busier nowadays. Um, for example, we were going to Animal Kingdom on, on one morning. Now Animal Kingdom opens at half past seven in the morning. Seven o'clock for hotel guests for Disney yeah. hotel guests. So we were up there. I mean, crazy it sounds. We were up at 10 to six in the morning, which is yeah. not, not a holiday, not something I like to do on holiday to get there in good time to get through there to ride Avatar without waiting for you know 90 minutes. I think we got in within about 20 25 minutes. Yeah. But if you, if whereas previously you'll all remember if you booked your fast passes from the UK or wherever you know, so many months out, I think it was 60 days out or something before they scrapped it, then, you know, you could book Avatar for two in the afternoon, you could book Dinosaur for three in the afternoon and Killing Manjaro for four in the afternoon, mm-hmm. which meant that you didn't have to rush to the parks at seven o'clock in the morning to get on these big attractions. And you could, in that way, the, I think the crowds would maybe spread out more during the day. So, you know, you'd have those people who maybe was like, go to the pool in the morning or go to Typhoon Lagoon or visit the beach. Close there, and then maybe hit the parks in the afternoon, pick up the fast passes, do a few rides. Mm. But now, because you haven't got those fast passes, everyone's hitting the parks first in the morning, be that your Genie Plus users, or your hotel guests that like, get there half an hour before they get in, before everyone else, and the off-site people who are getting there four rope drop at the official time. So mm. it, it does feel like it, it, the early mornings are one hell of a lot busier than they used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which I think is a is a downside because it, it, it does mean the crowds aren't, you know, they aren't spread out during the day. Uh, yeah. Everyone's rushing there first thing in the, in the morning to get on, the, you know. And, and we, we did it, you know, we went to Razz Vistons a few times. Um, it didn't work all the time. And we got on there early on, you know, so you could get that done and run away railway by, you know, sort of nine o'clock in the morning and then the rest of the day sort of leisure to pick up the attractions that you maybe you want to do. So I think that's, that's one of the that's one of the downsizing is that is that mid that morning rush which which we certainly witnessed. Um, the, the, other, the other side of it as well. Um, the other problem that we noticed is that we all know that the rides aren't one hundred percent reliable. You know that they do go down. And it, things like ride resistance was going down quite regularly when we we're in the queue. You know, you get there early morning, it's gone down. You know, so see just jump out of the queue, and think that oh, bollocks, and we'll come back later. Mm. Um, things like Remy was down quite a bit. Uh, even test track, you know, is down on occasion. So a lot of rides are down during the day, and these rides are obviously rides that have been booked up by Gina Plus people, or in some cases Lightning Lane, um, paid individuals to, to go to go and ride them. So as soon as that ride goes down, um, the, the standby queue just grinds to an absolute halt. When mm. even when it reopens. Uh, I think an example was that we, we were in Raz distance and we didn't move for half an hour. We jumped up queue. Um, It'd come back from being down. I, I understand afterwards, and you've got all the people who paid lightning lightning lane for two mm-hmm. hours before, who are now, you know, have now paid hard cash fifteen twenty dollars to ride that ride. Mm-hmm. So the the cast members rightly saw so, wrongly saw so, letting through ninety nine people to one person. What it might be in mm-hmm. the standby lane. So and. When it was Fast Pass, it maybe wasn't quite so bad because you hadn't paid for that. You hadn't paid yeah. for that sort of feature. Yeah. But I think when people are paying money for it, there's an expectation that mm-hmm. they'll get on there quicker. Yeah, so definitely. that is, I think, that is to the disadvantage of everyone who has either been unable to get Disney Plus, Lightning Lane, or decided not to get that. And I think that is the problem at the moment. <laughs> um, personally, you're never going to bring Fast Pass back. I know that. What I would do is bring back a paid fast pass. If you're going to do that, a paid fast pass where you can book it at certain times of the day, to mm-hmm. spread the crowds out um, and give everyone a fair chance of booking two or three or whatever it might be. Um, but that, that, that's that's some of the things we observed when we were there. Um, yeah. Any more questions? Yeah, I'll answer them. But it, it was just... Um, yeah, Did we take
2: advantage of the late extra magic cars at all?
3: We did. We did. Um, If you're you're at DVC Resort or any of the deluxe resorts, um, you can go in. I think it's normally Epcot and Magic Kingdom. Do it one night a week. um, Mm. And and I think Magic Kingdom's quite late, though. That was the only problem when we were there. Magic Kingdom was 11 o'clock till 1 o'clock, I think it was, or something, Mm. or 11 till 2 or something, which is pretty late. Um, And Epcot was um, 9 o'clock till midnight i think nine to eleven or nine till midnight mm-hmm. and we did we did that one because we we'd ridden remy only once before and we went previously and you know i thought it was a, a decent little ride so i wouldn't mind riding again mm-hmm. but i didn't want to queue you know 90 minutes mm-hmm. to ride it so on that night um when it was the extra magic i was for the hotel guests. we deliberately watched harmonious from mm-hmm. the bridge the bridge near france um it's still a crap show, but we watched it anyway. Um and then as soon as that was about finished, we 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 ran well, we, we walked quickly to Remy um when it was hotel guest on so we stopped stopping everyone else getting on there. And we got on there in in five, ten minutes. And we rode Remy, and as we were coming off, I said to and I said, we should go back on that if there's not much of a queue. Well obviously everyone that watched Harmonious that was in hotels had gone there because the queue went from Remy. All the way up the France Pavilion and all the way back to the bridge, um, <laughs> it 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 was mad, you know so any benefits of, of being a luxury to getting Remy after the first few minutes was gone because uh, everyone obviously rushed to that um, attraction. Mm. Whether the people went to Test Track and um, Frozen, I, I don't know. Um, they possibly did, but the, most people went ahead for Remy. So it, it was it was it was good for us if, if you plan it right. And I was speaking to a, a, a lady. Um, one day who'd done the Magic Kingdom and she said it was fantastic. She'd stayed in after 11 o'clock and yeah. said she'd done 10, 11 rides in a couple of hours, yeah. Um, yeah. just walk on a lot of them. Um, so, so yeah, if, if, you can, if you can stay up that late and you don't mind still after midnight, um, I mean, it's okay. I mean, barely that was a bit easy. You can walk the Magic Kingdom and back again. Mm-hmm. I guess it's <clears throat> if you're in Animal Kingdom or somewhere a bit further afield, it's quite a trip back um, to your, your hotel at um, you know one o'clock
0: in the morning or something. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Um, mm. On a on a slightly different note, um, have you seen? It's only because Steve mentioned about paid fast passes. Have you seen what Disneyland Paris are doing now?
1: Uh, n- no. <laughs> <laughs> are they? no i don't even want to guess what are they
0: doing? well the, the clues kind of in in the question i asked you so they are they are going back to do you remember when they did fast pass max
1: oh sorry yes called? they're going back to what it used to be when the incredibles were the the spokesperson for it aren't, aren't they they're like going kind of back to that kind of thing but it's still way too expensive for what it is
0: yeah i think it's uh i don't think they're going back to the original aim i'm sure it's called something else now. No,
1: no, think... no, but it's the same idea. Yes. It's like they've gone back to that again, but it, I think it's yeah. less expensive than it used to be.
0: Yeah, I want to say it's about €129 Euros now
1: Like for ima- the top one. Imagine
0: paying that for this Yeah, but it used to be 200 Yeah, it, imagine the...
1: paying that. Is what, it's crazy. Know, crazy.
0: But uh, yeah, I suppose that's kind of... Not, not what you're suggesting necessarily, Steve, but what you're kind of... Yeah. You know, as a as an alternative, offering something like mm. that, you know what I mean. Well, no, you know what I was going to say something, but I should really say it for the round table. So I'm going to make a note of it and hopefully remember to say it on th- on next record. But um, yeah, I I think you know it, it's almost a year in now, isn't it, since they introduced yeah. Genie Plus? I want to say it was probably September October last year it started. I think it was October, yeah. Yes. Right. I remember us talking about it about this time last year, um, once I announced the details. So I, I guess you know people are getting more uh, aware of it, and it's finding its groove a little bit because everything will have some teething problems when it you know starts yeah. and and whatnot. But it, it's obviously still not not there, and you know yeah. I think it will take a while for it to really fit in properly. Um, you know, letting in and I know, I know it wasn't exact, but you know, when you said like, you know, letting ninety nine people in from the lightning lanes to yeah, one person to yeah. stand by. Yeah. Um, you know, that is that is to be expected, but it's also not a yeah. great guest experience. And I, I don't think I'd necessarily if I'd spent, you know, tens of thousands on a holiday to Disney World and I was seeing that happening, mm-hmm. I don't think it would spur me on to say, Oh, well, you know, if I just spend another few hundred dollars then I can also be one of those people. It would mm-hmm. just make me kind of like be angry that there is this two-tier system. Um yeah. Did you um? Just because you mentioned it on the last uh, trip re- report we did with you, um, there was an incident. I'm sure you remember of uh, guests in the queue for uh, Jingle c- Cruise
1: that mm. went and yeah.
0: the lane thing. Did you hear anyone, or did you experience anything like that on the trip where somebody? Got, kind of got hoodwinked into purchasing it and then realising it was a waste of their money? Not this time. I didn't hear anything specifically people
3: saying that this time. Um, I'm sure it, it 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 does still go on. Um, but I was I, I didn't hear any direct stories of, of, of that. But but most people had it. and well, A lot of people had it. I think it was almost like this fear of missing out. So they're just buying it and, and, and using it as best they can. But, you know, they'll, they'll be using it for things like, I don't know, got to see the, the country bears or something and you think you're not really getting... You'll see people walking lightning lane as you didn't fast pass sometimes um, on living with the land, you know, waiting for a five-minute queue and they'll turn up with the lightning lane and think, you know, it's not really worth your your money for doing that. It's... I think in some ways um, Magic Kingdom is probably okay for it. Um, I don't think Animal Kingdom and... Epcot really warrants um, the, the Genie Plus. How do we shoot with memories? Um, certainly if you want to ride um, Tower of Terror at the minute with only one one elevator working and that's not like the biggest queue of anything in all of Disney World, then you, you maybe want to be either going there at rope drop or um, getting your Genie Plus and trying to get a time for, for Tower of Terror. It's, it's the first time in 20 years we didn't ride it because the queues were constantly 90 minutes, 2 hours and when you've rode it before, I'm not waiting to ride it, ride the traction.
0: No, no. The thing it, it is,
1: should... Sorry, the thing as well with Tower of Terror specifically is obviously the Lightning Lane still only brings you up to the libraries, and then once you're past yeah. the libraries, you're with everybody. Because I twice yeah. we got Lightning Lane for it, and I remember once we were waiting for it ages outside, if like it was crazy. But sure, once you're at the library, it doesn't matter then. So if it's still a yeah. half an hour away from then, it's kind of pointless.
3: Yeah. Yeah. They need to re-theme it, to Kansas, the Ganset Galaxy, and they have to beat the in California. It's better. <laughs> excellent, oh, excellent. No, Steve and then, then re Rock and Roller or some, some Marvel course or something. I don't know. You know a yeah. whole Marvel area. <laughs>
2: Moving on.
0: <laughs> well, that I said on, on purpose. <laughs> that is, of course, what they're doing in... Well, they're re Rock and Roller Coaster in, in Disneyland Paris to be Marvel. Yeah. Uh, still no yeah. word on the Guardians, but I think because of the uh, because it's the same... Attraction at Disneyland Paris is in California. It's just yeah. a matter of time and you know, it is inevitable. But I think, yeah. I think Mr. D's all right. I don't think that's going to change yeah. anything. It'll be fine. <laughs> it's, a,
3: it's, a, it's a great ride though in California, it really is. It really is good.
0: Sure is. I'm sure it is. I look forward to riding it in
2: California. Oh. Got two, <laughs> and you've got two different experiences,
0: exactly.
2: <laughs> Tour of, so terror, terror. The Tour of in Walt Disney World is a masterpiece, as is. But-
3: I'm looking forward to the pitch on uh, re-theming the ride on Nick Nixon on Tower exactly, oh, is, <laughs> is that what it's going to be, Steve? You've heard it you me
2: awesome first. To...
0: Uh, There you go.
2: And my my version of that will be another cobweb here,
3: <laughs>
2: but touch of paint there.
0: Fifty percent more <laughs> Mark Silverman impressions. Yeah, and job we're done. Good. Yeah. Would you not? Yeah. Would you not retro? Just to go back to Kate's point, would you not uh, retro uh, insert Steve Gutenberg and Kirsten Dunce into the attraction? <laughs> mm,
2: moving on here. Moving on. <laughs> no, <laughs> to be fair, at least s-
0: said about that, the better. I I'm still, I'm still surprised It's never made it to Disney Plus. Um, I'm not.
1: <laughs> I'm raging. It's not on Disney Plus. I said to watch it on yeah.
3: YouTube. Yeah. I can remember just telling mine. we are going with our." Jane's daughter, and my stepdaughter, in September, and because she hasn't been for 15 years, um, we might make use of Genie Plus if necessary. Um, so I can feed back on that when we go
0: And, I, and well, I think your
2: last day to buy your Genie Plus tickets is tomorrow, isn't
3: that? is not uh, it? We, we we can't buy it because we've got um, annual passes.
2: Mm. Uh, we can't add
3: them to your annual passes. Uh, okay. So well, the funny
2: thing uh, is, it, it, although technically I believe it's tomorrow. Mm. It's gone from the Disney UK website and from attraction tickets. So that, those are the yes. only two that I've looked at. But right. apparently, technically, you can still buy it. I think you can still buy it in the US. You I think you can to the tickets.
0: I think yeah. I think you can add it over the phone. Uh, but you're maybe right. the websites yeah. have have removed. Uh, if you're lucky of that. enough
1: to get a cast number, who knows how to do it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: did did you did we find out why they do it? Is is it purely because it's the guest experience is so bad with Genie Plus that they are Want to limit it more? It
2: is... Yeah, I mean, I think, I've had various theories, but I think, I think making people buy the days that they need mm. will will, in theory, free up more Genie Plus slots right. for other people. Well, yeah, because uh, if you're, you're,
0: I was gonna say if you're if you're going on a, and I, and I mean I know we're we're different in the UK because we normally go for longer than guests in America, but if you're going for two weeks and you've got to buy Genie Plus for every day of your holiday, then that's 14 consecutive days of, you know, maybe four, you know, two adults, two kids, whatever, um, of having Genie Plus. Well, you times that by a few hundred. That's a lot of Genie Pluses. And then what about the people that haven't bought it in advance that then struggle to buy them because, you know, that day has been super busy, and therefore there aren't any... Available, so it's probably more like Mr. D was saying to kind Mm. of you know flow the distribution a a bit better. Um, and yeah, okay, you you don't get the discount that you were getting for buying it uh, as part of your package, but also you're then not tied into buying it. Because what if what if you are there for 14 days but you're spending a day or you know a couple of days at Universal? you want yeah. to spend a day at SeaWorld? Do yeah. you want to go to the beach? Do you want to go shopping? There are days you bought a Genie Plus for that you're not going to use. Yeah. And you're yeah. Gonna the thing is, like, I it. just
1: think if they wanted... I know we're gonna have a table about it, but if they wanted higher guest satisfaction with it, they should just do some maths and limit how many they sell a day. Like, like the people who like get swindled into buying it at like two o'clock, and turns out that there's not really anything left for the rest of the day, but they've spent their money on it. It wouldn't be that hard. I know it's Disney's losing money. No, not losing money. They're just not getting the extra money for the hell of it. But like, if they wanted higher guest satisfaction of it, they should only be charged. They should only be selling as many as is physically possible to have that many lightning lanes for like they should figure out how many people have that can buy it in a day and if it's like oh well statistically all the lightning lanes are probably gone so sorry they're all gone for the day you can't have it Do you know what i mean and i just think like if they wanted if they wanted good guest satisfaction i feel like that's a better go Mm -hmm. at it um i also just think genie plus didn't really have a chance to grow because they obviously brought it out just as the strict pandemic times were lifting it went straight from not existing to going into full capacity since it started it hasn't had the time to wiggle out the stuff and everything it's literally mm. been like the parks have, are now open they're at full capacity and here's this brand new thing to use that we haven't really tried with like up and down crowds it's only ever been used with 100 capacity everyone wants to get the most out of their time um, blah blah blah, and I just think there's too much expectations on this poor little app that didn't even ask to be born. Like, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you're right. The thing is, okay, going you know, and I hate to bring Disneyland Paris back up for about the 12th time today, but <laughs> when they uh, introduced that fast pass max or whatever it was called, you know, it, it, it all, all the advertising and you know, even when I was selling it at Tills, it always said limited amount available per day,
1: yeah because so, there's, there's only so much time in the day and there's only so many people you can get on a ride in a day like right. they know they know how fast a ride goes they know how much capacity is on it and right. then take into account a plus or minus for it going down uh, or they're being a like queue. use all that math to be like okay we can own for tr- very simple number we can only get 100 people onto this ride in a day we can only get 200 people onto this ride for a day let's just let's put that all into a nice little excel sheet okay boom we can only sell 2,000 a day sorry they're all sold to (coughs) limit the lightning lane queue as in five lightning lane one standby to limit that which means the standby actually goes quicker if you weren't able to buy it and it just yeah, I just think if they really wanted good guest satisfaction with it and good expectation, a good uh, guest experience, that's what they would do, rather than oh, you're coming from the UK and Ireland, no, you can't buy it in advance because that means you're using it days you don't I'm really just, want. Blah blah blah.
2: I'm just not sure that they're willing to face up to that. So I'm not. I'm oh not, no, just, I know, no, 100 with what you're saying, but <laughs> but imagine all the all the guests who will be dissatisfied because this is a holiday that they've been saving up for for years, looking forward to, spent quite a lot of money on, maybe not quite as much as the people who got the Genie Plus, but spent almost as much money getting there, booking hotels, buying the theme park tickets, right? Mm -hmm. Because remember, this is on top of theme park tickets, and and, now they can't get a Genie Plus.
1: Yeah, no, it'll but be, I guess like the the Lightning Lane Plus, there's a limit to how many of those you can have a day. So if, mm-hmm. that they can have a day. So if you wake up one minute past 7 a.m., you can't get on Rise of the Resistance with the Lightning Lane yeah. Plus. You have to queue. So it's, yeah. it's the same kind of thing. They're just hoping that, again, so like I went for 14 days. There was like I bought for 14 days and I'd say I didn't use it because we went and did other stuff for maybe like three or four days. So there was four days where technically I bought it and had access to it, but didn't use it, didn't look at it, didn't open the app, didn't nothing.
0: And also Um, as well, you so on their side, you've paid for it. They've got your money. They're happy. But on the negative side, they've factored you in
1: yeah, as exactly, part of yeah. that
0: allocation, and yet no statistics have come yeah. off that day because you've not used it at all.
1: Yeah, I just think they haven't. They they obviously didn't think it through, which we know they didn't because look at the mess of it. But like, <laughs> I just think like if they really wanted satisfaction, there's loads of things they could do, but they don't want satisfaction. They just want a little bit less that's what we're gonna, still keep the same That's of what we're going
2: to talk about on Thursday, and <laughs> yeah, but not so, just going to rant rant about yeah. how bad Disney are actually talk about what the real problems are and what maybe they could do about it given the constraints they've got because they have got some serious constraints i think they did think about it kate i don't i don't necessarily agree they came up with the best solution but i think they did think about it i think the problem is they're stuck between a rock and a hard place
0: yeah they absolutely of course they thought about it you know we we know that but it's what else was on the table you know, Disney don't come up with one idea and go with it. You know, we know this from attractions. They don't go the first idea that comes to their head is what they're gonna build. They'll, you know, have multiple things, multiple ideas, multiple types of attraction before they whittle it down and decide on the one they're gonna go with. So it'd be really interesting to know what they you know, what was part of the pie uh, the, the spider chart or whatever um of, of ideas that led them to going all in on this one and why it's it's not quite quite there but as you say that is for the next episode so there you know if 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 there is not a good way to end an episode of a podcast i don't know what is with a cliffhanger of epic proportions um (laughs) Mm -hmm. so steve thank you very much for uh talking to us about your your trips um, no problem. I've got no idea when I'm going to Disney Park again. So, uh, you know, hearing this stuff is is great and I'm sure there are many other listeners that are in a similar position to me. So yes. we are living our Disney experiences through people like yourself and Kate and, you know, later on Mr. D. Um, but thank you for coming on and sharing that with us. Um, and thank you, of course, Kate and Mr. D as well. And uh, we will see you, hear you, well, she won't do either of those things. You will, you'll hear us, but you won't even see us. But we'll do that on the next episode when we talk about Disney's Genie and Genie Plus systems and what they could do better. Um, so thank you very much for listening, and we will see you soon.
2: Bye-bye now.
0: Bye. This
3: podcast is a that production and part of the After Dark Podcast Network.
0: (laughs) Where we talk about Disney. (laughs) Disney Plus. (laughs) Disney. No, hang on a second. Right, flip that, reverse it.